0: Hello everybody, welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain. Good to have you with me again on our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming life's everyday challenges. So good to have you with me again on episode 172. Love having you with me. It's a privilege and an honor, really, to know that we're spending these next several minutes together. If you want to know more about me, check out LanceBain.com, L-A-N-C-E-B-A-N-E.com. There's many other resources available on the website. You can uh, catch old archives. I just noticed this week when I was looking at Apple Podcasts, it doesn't show anything below, I think, episode 72 or 73, but you can catch those episodes on the website. And I think I saw the same thing on Spotify. Uh, But hopefully, you can catch the information you need. You can also communicate with me through the website. I would love to hear from you. And as always, please leave a review and share with a friend and leave a rating as well. That would really help us out. Hey, today I want to talk about a leader's three postures, a leader three postures, and they are to a leader sitting and a leader walking and a leader standing, sit, walk, stand. Uh, These ideas are kind of based off of actually a, a biblical book that I really, really enjoy called Sit, Walk, Stand. And when reading that book, I thought, man, you know, those are interesting ideas, sitting and walking and standing, and how do those have application in the idea of a leader and their leadership environment? So by sitting, what I'm talking about is that leadership begins from a place of rest, walking is... An expressiveness, a way in which we express our leadership in the world, to the world, and to stand is about resolve and reward. It's about endurance. So to this week, we're going to talk about sitting primarily, and we'll do a little three-week series on this. A leader's three postures. You know, posture number one that we talked about is sitting. Sit. A leadership begins from a place of rest. How counterintuitive is that idea, <laughs> that leadership begins from a place of resting? You know, when I first even remotely introduced the idea of, golly, I don't even say leading, but, but volunteering, it was all about do, do, do. Get this done, do that. Okay, okay yeah, I got that done. All right, now go do this. And so much of leadership we can is about doing. It's about getting things done. It's about moving things forward. We certainly advocate that and talk about that quite a bit on this podcast. But I want to offer to you maybe what is a counterintuitive idea, that leadership actually begins from a place of rest. That's the idea of sitting, that you're, you're sitting, you're in a posture of rest. A couple of thoughts. If a life of a leader is to be effective, that is to be inspirational, to be reproductive, to help create, uh, live culture, help create culture, help uh, role model healthy culture. If if a leadership is to be effective, and that is to empower others, to delegate, to develop others, to raise them up and to release them, then that leadership and that life of that leader must be properly adjusted. Meaning, some of us need to adjust from a do-first idea of leadership to a sit first idea of leadership i don't know maybe that makes your skin crawl the idea of sitting because you're just maybe a hardwired type a leader go 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 get things done get things done get things done the idea of sitting as a leader what no we don't sit that's matter of fact it's not healthy for you we should have standing desks and on the move leadership by walking around not leadership by sitting The idea of sitting, though, is more about the posture of the heart. It's the posture of your attitude. It's not about the posture of your physical body. So if the life of a leader is to be effective, it must be properly adjusted. My hope in this podcast today is to at least encourage you to consider does your leadership mindset, your leadership approach need an adjustment? To appreciate the depth and reach of the adjustment that needs to be made we must have a correct starting point so if you're going to make an adjustment you need to have the correct starting point i go and get my car my car aligned every so often and i'm grateful that they have some machine that they can line up and set up on my car that that helps them know that when they actually do the alignment everything is straight and everything is proper i love that they have the correct starting point otherwise Ultimately, the alignment is going to be incorrect. Beloved friends, I'm encouraging you in this podcast, a leader's three postures, to let your starting point be the idea of sitting. Now, with that said, I want to discuss... Two thoughts, the philosophy of sitting, and then I want to talk about the application of sitting. And we're going to do this for the other two postures as well. Next week we'll talk about walking, and then the podcast after that we'll talk about standing. I want to discuss the philosophy of that idea, of that posture, and then how can I actually apply that idea in my leadership. So let's jump in and talk about the philosophy of sitting. Okay, can I just ask, will you be open-minded about this? <laughs> I mean, I talk to some of my friends that are leaders or in the marketplace, and they are busy, 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 busy. How many times do we say, "Hey, would love to connect, but I'm just so busy," or uh, "Hey, how things been going, man? I've been busy. Uh, wow, I've just been really busy, been hard at it, burning the candle at both ends." It's almost as if we're proud of the fact that we are busy. And listen, sitting is not passive. Sitting is about the posture of the heart. It's about the posture of the mind. Let me. Let me just share some thoughts I wrote down about the philosophy of sitting and why I think it's important. First of all, philosophy of sitting is counterintuitive, and it's going to take some real discipline for you to even acknowledge this idea or be willing to think about this idea, maybe even being willing to practice this for a little while, the idea of the posture, the starting place in your heart, the starting place in your attitude, the starting place in in your mindset, the starting place of your beliefs, the starting place of your vision is a place of rest. I go back to the creation story that we find in Genesis 6. Genesis 1, God creates, says it's good. Genesis 2, creates, says it's good. 3, creates, says it's good. Day 4, creates, says it's good. Day 5, creates, says it's good. Day 6 is when he creates humanity, Adam and Eve, and he says it's good. And on day 7, which is God's seventh day, he rested, but day seven is actually Adam and Eve's first day, because they were created on day six, And he had said to them, you know, be fruitful and multiply. I'm giving you this garden. You need to tend it, steward it, work at it, work hard, be a leader, oversee it, steward it, bring forth fruit, be productive, bring growth, bring increase. Sounds like leadership, doesn't it? But their very first day is a day of resting. Their leadership begins from a place of rest. Leadership begins from a place of rest in your soul. How often have we as leaders allowed our anxiety our fears, our drivenness, our micromanaging, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, et cetera, to unhealth, in unhealthy ways affect our environment. It's important that we acknowledge that the field of leadership is bigger than me, not us, when we are willing to adopt a posture of sitting. In essence, what we're saying is I acknowledge in my, the sitting of my heart, the sitting posture of my leadership, that's a starting point, that really the field of leadership is way bigger than me, but it's not bigger than us. Sometimes without sitting, we think we can do it all, and we can't. Sitting helps us get in touch with our limitations. Sitting helps us get in touch with just how big the idea of leadership is, and no one person can accomplish it all. Leadership is bigger than me. Leadership is bigger than you, but the idea of leadership may not be bigger than us. Sitting, the philosophy of sitting... Also says that I am confident in who I am. Not arrogant. Not arrogant. We don't like arrogance, but we like confidence. I'm not. Co- I'm confident in who I am, but I'm not embarrassed by who I'm not. I'm confident in who I am. I'm not embarrassed about who I'm not. I don't have to be everything to everybody. I don't have all the strengths of everybody. We know this in leadership matter of fact, we have a multi-million, multi-billion dollar industry in leadership all around strengths and weaknesses. And so you need to be confident in who you are and don't be embarrassed about who you're not. Sitting in that posture allows you to say, I'm confident in who I am and I'm not embarrassed about who I'm not. Rest is active, but it's not earning. Uh, I love what one famous theologian said, God is not opposed to effort. He is opposed to earning. Uh, Sometimes our leadership, when we ignore the sitting posture, it becomes about earning, making a name for ourselves, proving to other people that we have skills, we have talents, we can do it. I can't tell you how many times I have sat with young leaders and even in my own life that when I really look honest and say, why am I doing these things? It's because I want to prove to other people that they're wrong. It's about earning respect rather than just putting forth good effort. And when we start, leadership from a place of sitting what we're really saying is hey i'm not i'm not passive i'm not lazy and i'm willing to put forth a lot of effort i just don't have to earn things because i'm confident also the philosophy of sitting is it allows us to um ov- not overlook the the idea of st- burnout. You know, when you're sitting, it helps you stay fresh. And, and sometimes sitting can be the overlooked ingredient that helps us keep burnout at bay. It helps us stay fresh. And leadership we think wants to be begin with the word doing, but in actuality it's begin with the word done. You see the vision and you see it fulfilled, you see it completed. And then from that place of your vision, your imagination, your dreaming, now you inspire and you lead your team towards that vision, making adjustments along the way. Sitting allows you to say, "I know this is done, we're going to get it done." And then you get up and you go do it. So these are some philosophies of the idea of sitting. You know, I threw a lot at you there, some things to think about, that the philosophy of sitting as the starting point for leadership, and again, it's about leading from a place of rest, not laziness. It's counterintuitive, acknowledges that the field of leadership is bigger than us, reinforces our confidence about who we are and not being embarrassed about who we're not. It's more about effort than it is about earning, staying fresh, avoiding burnout, and knowing that we start with the idea that things are done rather than go do, 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 do. It starts with a vision that inspires and motivates and adjusts. Now, what's the application? How do we apply this idea, Lance, of sitting as the starting point for leadership? Okay, here's a few ideas I jotted down today. Uh, Number one, be a person of influence by acknowledging other people and acknowledging that you're a person of influence. I mean, I keep continuing to grow in this idea that I'm surprised at how influential my voice is, in other people's lives. It's because I often see myself not as the leader that other people see me as. I often see myself smaller, less significant than what other people add. At, at, you know, they're honoring that. They're acknowledging, no, you're a leader. You're important to us. And so they simply place more value. So we got to acknowledge that and continue to grow in that. I also think a great place of application is make sure that you are trusted and be trusting. Give the kind of uh, language, Uh, honesty, behaviors, actions that says, I'm a trustworthy leader and I'm going to be a trusting leader. And trust is so foundational for a healthy environment. Also, be approachable. Are you approachable? I had a wonderful conversation with someone recently that talked about how important it was for them in the leaders in their lives, that those leaders are approachable. And then they added sort of this caveat to approachability. It was that they're not rushed. Sometimes they can feel that their leader is approachable, but in reality, they're just being hurried. And so it negates the idea of approachability. So an application for knowing that you're a leader who starts from a place of sitting. You start from a place of rest. Your leadership finds its origin in a posture of resting. It is to say to those that you lead, I am approachable. I am a non-hurried presence. I am a non-anxious presence. Let's spend as much time as we need together respecting priorities and knowing that not everything has to be solved in one conversation. Maybe we piece it out over multiple conversations. Another way to apply the idea of sitting as your starting point is to speak kindly and speak compassionately. It would also throw in there to be curious and to be courageous. If you can sort of grab curiosity, courage, and compassion, those three attributes will take you a long, long way in leadership. And you want to speak kindly to people. Even when you're upset, take a breath, pause for 10 seconds, find a way, because you're managing you, find a way to tap in to, the, to a good, listening, humble posture. Don't be a pushover. Don't allow yourself to be abused. Make sure you have good, healthy boundaries, but speak kindly and speak compassionately. I would also encourage you to know that accountability in your environment is rooted in love, and it believes that we can do better because we are becoming better. This is the application of sitting. You have accountability when your leadership begins with sitting. You still have accountability in the environment. But the accountability is rooted in love, and it believes that, hey, we can do better because we are becoming better. Therefore, doing is the result of becoming rather than becoming, is the result of doing. You don't want what you're doing to shape you. You want what is shaping you to frame how and what you're doing and why you're doing it. I hope that made sense for you. All right, application, you share praise uh, first, and you take criticism first. You you basically say, look, I'm going to praise publicly, and I'll take the criticism as well. I'm going to protect my team. And if you need to have a conversation with your team privately about whatever criticism is coming your way, then you do that. You do that. Maybe there needs to be some honest adjustments on your team members and their values and their practice and their behavior and their beliefs, etc. So we're not ignoring criticism. We're not ignoring the place where adjustment needs to be made. But a leader who starts from a place of sitting is going to be quick to give praise to their team and to other people publicly and is going to be the first one to acknowledge criticism publicly as well. You share that praise with others, and you take the criticism, and you make adjustments. You deal with conflict privately, and you give praise publicly. Another application is to be honest and inspirational. People don't want you to blow smoke. They want you to be honest, but make sure you're also inspirational. Teach others how to start leading from the sitting mentality as well. Make sure you're not the only leader (laughs) that's starting from a place of rest. Lastly, a way that you could apply sitting as your origin for leadership is do not allow rejection or criticism to have the last word. Encourage yourself and encourage others. This is a real piece for leaders. Leaders hate rejection and often we get tough and thick skinned because we experience enough rejection and enough criticism and what happens is we become calloused. We lose the idea of tenderness and compassion and empathy, which science and the leadership industry is telling us are paramount for effective, sustainable, life-giving leadership. It's what we want. But rejection and criticism are often a part of that environment. And it's important that you do not allow them to have the last word. Notice I didn't say you ignore them. Because sometimes there's truth in the criticism that we need to swallow, no matter how bitter it may be, how unpleasant it may be to swallow. But maybe there's truth in there. You need to be humble enough to consider it and to at least think about it, make the adjustments and encourage yourself. Sometimes leadership can feel pretty lonely, and it's particularly around those times of rejection and criticism. So, be trustworthy and trust others. Be approachable in a non-hurried presence. Be kindly and compassionately. Be curious and courageous. Make sure you have accountability in your environment, but it's rooted in love and kindness. We can do better because we're becoming better. Share praise first. Deal with conflict privately. Praise publicly. Be honest and inspirational. Teach others how to do leading from the sitting position first, and encourage yourself when it's really difficult. Hey, I hope this idea of leadership, three postures, and the first one is to sit. That we First thing we do as a leader is we sit, and our leadership begins from a place of rest. I hope, I hope that threw a lot at you. There's a lot there to think about, maybe things, some jot down, maybe some things you want to talk about with your team or your closest advisors and friends. But I do really believe that in this hour, we need a different kind of leadership, one that begins from a place of rest. All right, next podcast, we'll pick up walking as the idea of leadership, an expression of our leadership in the world around us. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening to episode 172, our little podcast, designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming life's everyday challenge. Hey, friends, stay hopeful this week. Stay healthy this week. No matter what you face, encourage yourself. You can do it. I believe in you. Have a great week, everybody, and talk to you next week.